This is What the Art. I'm Rachel Parsons, Director of New England Regional Art Museum, and I love art and podcasts. So making this podcast about art is a perfect combo. As always, we are going to be exploring art and culture from New England and beyond. And today we're also going to discuss a challenging part of Australia's history. So trigger warning, we are going to be talking about the massacre of uh, First Nations people. So um, be aware of that moving forward. On the afternoon of Sunday, 10th of June, 1838, a group of 11 convicts and ex-convict stockmen led by a squatter brutally slaughtered a group of 28 First Nations men, women and children who were camped peacefully at the station of Mile Creek in, New, in the New England region. Although there were many other massacres of Aboriginal people that occurred during the frontier wars across Australia, this one was particularly notable because it was the only time when white men were arrested, charged and hung for the massacre of First Nations people following a police investigation. On the 10th of June 2000, the Mile Creek Massacre Memorial was unveiled as a unique reconciliation memorial. The site was added to the Commonwealth Government's National Heritage Register in 2008. Every June, the Friends of Mile Creek Memorial organize a commemoration service at Mile Creek Memorial Hall and the Mile Creek Memor Massacre Memorial, which attracts visitors from around Australia for a solemn but positive event based on acknowledging the truth of our joint history and supporting genuine reconciliation. In 2018, it marked the 180th anniversary of the Mile Creek Massacre. And Mile Creek and Beyond was produced in partnership with the Friends of Mile Creek Memorial as an exhibition of newly commissioned works that explored this difficult shared history to increase awareness and consider discourse about these events and their continued impact on both First Nations and non-Aboriginal people. The cultural and community events were aimed at building upon the work and profile of the Mile Creek Memorial as a vital site for reconciliation and to encourage increased participation in their annual commemoration. The project included multiple pathways to encourage different kinds of engagement with a range of audiences, uh, particularly First Nations peoples, and included a residency program, symposium, community workshops, satellite exhibitions, artist talks, and a publication. Mile Creek and Beyond is currently on a two-year national tour, and as we are coming up to the annual Mile Creek commemoration, which is held this year on June 13th, it seems like the perfect time to revisit the show, and so today I am joined by the curator of the exhibition, Bianca Beetson. Bianca, thank you for joining me on What the Art. Thank you, Rachel. Um, yes, Nara, and again, I should probably introduce myself properly, um, Aboriginal way. Um, I'm Bianca Beetson, as um, Rachel said, and I'm a proud Cubby Cubby woman with also um, connections to Wiradjuri people, as well as connections to a whole lot of other lot, but um, I'll just, you know, talk about those two for now. Fantastic. And I should also acknowledge that I am currently sitting on Anawan country um, and I pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging uh, here. Um, and Bianca, you're sitting on? Upon Yagra country. Great. Um, so you and I visited the annual Ma Creek Memorial Commemoration in 2017 as part of the development of this project. How was your experience of, of that event? It was so, sorry. Um, so the opportunity to be able to go out 
and um, experienced the Mile Creek event for the first time was, you know, phenomenal. I'd heard a lot about it. I'd always wanted to be there. I'd never had an opportunity to visit the site. So it was, um, apart from it being really freezing, every time I go there and, <laughs> and usually raining, actually the last time was quite warm. Um, it was, you know, really great to be able to be there and have an opportunity to engage with community. And um, I know that time we went out, we did have a few of the artists with us as well. And we had the opportunity to be able to talk to a lot of key people in the community, a lot of the um, members of the, both the national and the, the local Friends of Mile Creek, but also to be able to spend time to um, talk to a lot of the knowledge holders, the knowledge holders both in the forms of both perpetrators, you know, descendants of the perpetrators and, uh, descendants of the survivors but of course to go out to that the the um site is always so emotional because you know you get this um you know because of course we are there about sorry business um and you know one of the most beautiful parts for me and I know really noticed it the following year when we, we went back the second time was the way the mob take this opportunity to sing up country and sing up the spirits of country and you know and it's very much um, around that idea of healing country and you know they they're just this this impromptu corroboree or if you want to call it that or this you know um that happens on the site um was just phenomenal they just you know all all the community or the the local community and they weren't just the Camilla or Yilawara people it was you know a lot of the the mobs that have traveled from a really long way to come there um dancing up singing up country, you know, as I said, to heal space and to celebrate the ancestors and, and support them during that time. It is interesting because obviously, as you say, it's, um, you, you know, it, it's organised around a quite tragic event. And yet there is this sense of healing and, and celebration that um, I found just incredibly moving. And also as someone who's, you know, not, not connected to that community at all, but everyone is incredibly welcomed um, to be part of that healing and of that um, celebration and mourning simultaneously. And it's kind of interesting because, you know, generally a lot of Aboriginal people are very sort of superstitious and quite freaked out about you know going anywhere where there could potentially be spirits where there's been sorry business that's happened where bad stuff's happened and and to see the number of Aboriginal people there and as this game who may not necessarily be directly connected to that site but there because it's important and it's and you know and it's not important opportunity to um, I guess for reconciliation in many ways, mm. um, you know, to, to see people there, you know, enjoying it. And, and, and I guess that's the importance of the smoking as well. It's about us making sure we're, we are doing it in a safe way, in a way that's, you know, we're not going to pick up any spirits as we walk through, you know, we walk through the smoke on the way in, you walk through the smoke on the way out and, you know, and the, the right people are there to protect us on that journey. I remember the first time we visited, which was not at the commemoration, but but earlier, and uh, you actually saying that, that you were a little bit, um, uh, you know, you had some trepidation and it wasn't until Uncle Kevin welcomed us um, and, um, you know, made sure that um, country knew that we were there and that we were welcome. And then also a cockatoo came and you said that you felt like he had welcomed us to the country as as well. 
I talk about the cockatoo nearly every time I have a big yarn about it because it was such a magical moment, you know, when the, the when the when Gyra's flying over to Gyra and he turns around, comes back and sits in the tree, and you know, him and I have this conversation, and I was like, Oh, that's the ancestors checking in. And then remember when we were leaving, there was those big whirly winds. Yes, yes, yes. And you know, and Uncle's like, Oh, they've turned the ancestors have turned it off you today. Uh, <laughs> you know, and then I thought I lost my car keys. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> I did actually, when I was working on the murdering creek side a little while later, I actually did lose my car keys uh, in the water. Long story. Mm. Uh, so, you know, there must be something about me and car keys and, and massacre sites. Uh, so that does bring me to another question. So um, uh, this isn't the first time that you've dealt with this kind of subject matter and, and this kind of content. You've done a lot of work in your own work and also curatorially around frontier wars and, and, and massacres. Can you talk a little bit to your broader experience, I suppose, of, of this kind of content? I, I mean, I think it's, you know, for me, the well, one of the reasons why I like, like working in this space is, it's about truth telling, you know, and 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 art gives us a way of being able to talk about these things in a much more non-confrontational way. Um, you know, it's it's softening the blow without softening the blow, I guess. And you know, um, but it's it's you know, yeah, people sort of tend to be able to palette it. They don't question it as much. I mean, I remember speaking at a Murdering Creek symposium many, many years ago, and, you know, there was a descendant of one of the perpetrators who was named in this historical document, and she stood up in the room and she starts screaming, going, you know, why, why, why can't you remove his name from the historic, from these documents? It's like, what, you want us to change history? Mm. Um, you know, because she was in, in so much denial that this had happened, let alone happen in her own family, even though it was a, you know, they were actually police records. So, you know, there was, so that sort of stuff's really important. And I think that's part of the reason why I think it's, it's really, you know, um, why I think um, I've, you know, either used it in my practice or, you know, worked with artists working in that space, writing about that space, thinking about um, healing country, healing and, and, and truth telling and, you know, and that reconciliation. And I often talk about this idea of, of these stories, you know, Aboriginal massacres are not just an, an Indigenous story to tell. They're, you know, it's a shared story. It's mm -hmm. about Aboriginal and non-Aboriginal people. And we both have to own the story and we both have to kind of, um, it's not always a comfortable conversation. In fact, you know, we have to have a lot of difficult conversations in this country if we're ever going to heal and move forward. I'm not saying move on, moving forward is, you know, there's, there's two different things. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, there's lots and lots of massacres that, you know, happen across the country. I mean, Judy's Names of Places website, you know, is a really, really good example um, for people who might kind of want to look a bit more. There's been lots of different sites. I know um, um, Lyndall Ryan also was known for, for having put a big um, research project together on actual massacres but Judy's is kind of I think big being so visual you it hits home when you see these big black clusters and you realize they're locations of actual massacres um, and they're the known ones you know the documented ones I'm sure there was a hell of a lot of undocumented ones that have happened across the country as well and also what was declared and what was defined as massacres yeah uh, you know 
And I guess that's one of the key things about Mile Creek is that there is so much known information because of the court case. It is so well documented. Um, and that has, I suppose, um, you know, made sure that people haven't forgotten. And then, of course, the um, or, you know, it can't be denied. Um, and then, of course, now the the Friends of Mile Creek Memorial have have set up this memorial as a national place where all of the massacres can, you know, be be openly um, discussed from a point of truth um, and acknowledging that that history. And so we approached this um, uh, exhibition because we worked on it to, together to try and, as you said, acknowledge that truth and to use art as a way to introduce people who may not have known so much about it to this history, um, to talk about some really challenging ideas and challenging feelings and responses uh, to it. And of course, it was also, I think, um, a really challenging curatorial premise because there's a whole range of things um, that you have to consider when dealing with an exhibition like this that you might not have to um, uh, ordinarily. Can you talk a little bit about some of the key things that you were thinking about coming into this project as the curator? I mean, I'm always really mindful about trauma. Mm. You know, we know that Aboriginal people uh, you know, you know, it, it would be almost, you know, probably at least a minimum of 90% of the Aboriginal community have deep, deep trauma and institutional trauma. Um, and the last thing I wanted to do was re-traumatise Aboriginal people who are going to be ones that are going to want to see this exhibition. Mm. Um, but I also didn't want to put them in a position where they were you know I where, where I didn't want to put them in a position where they also felt that um you know they were being censored as well as artists so you know I wanted to so I wanted to give the artists enough um space to be able to say what they wanted without censoring them and you know by sort of saying hang on we need to be you know a bit sensitive to audiences here but so that was why I think I was you know really quite selective also in some of the audience some of the artists that I selected um, but also I wanted to look at artists that were not just, you know, that were leaders in this space, because we've got some artists that have been working in the space for a really long time, you know, Judy and Fiona um, mm. and Julie Goff, you know, they're three that have been very much known for working in this space. So how do we, you know, and, and, and then how do we also expand the conversation? So these are all a few things I was thinking around. So, you know, um, being mindful of trauma, you know, I've seen situations where, you know, Indigenous people have gone through exhibitions and, you know, been quite upset as they came out. Um, it was interesting when I was at ANU last week, um, one of the people that were at the opening and, you know, we were having a bit of a chat afterwards, she said, why aren't you angry? <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. Um, and it's a, you know, and and I felt like saying, well, I am actually angry. We are all angry and we should be angry, but anger and being vocal about our anger is not going to help um, speak to the people that need that need to hear the story, yeah. that need to um, understand. So that, so that, you know, you, that's the other reason, you know, with the work, I didn't want artists sort of being angry and, you know, kind of throw, you know, I think I've spoken once before around, you know, people throwing bricks at audiences doesn't work. Um, you know, um, we don't want to use violence to, to 
you know, as, as a way of, or, you know, and it's and when I talk about violence, I might mean as in, you know, the approaches, the way we talk, the, the anger that we express, you know, um, that I think, but it's also about respecting the ancestors who passed away on that day. So how do we have gentle conversations? Yes, we're angry and we've got a right to be angry, you know, but, but they're, you know, it's, it's like, you know, when I talk about violence, it's like that violence in the, in the archive. There's, you know, I mean, Uncle Laurie sort of brings a bit of that anger out in the work, but mm. it's a broader anger, you know, he's talking about land clearing and a whole range of other issues that were going on in that space. Um, that, that have impacted on the people, that have impacted on, on the way people have killed, you know, it looks at, you know, there, there's even impacts around climate change and, you know, all these other sort of bigger conversations that he's having there, you know, same with Warabai, you know, talking around the the violence in surveillance, you know, and and the way that, and the archive in particular, um, you know, that goes beyond. So there's, there's bigger deep topics that this is also addressing that are ongoing about what's happening today. And you know, um, other reasons why we, you know, um, that you know that are bigger that started with the the massacre of our people, but you know, and we know that our people are still being killed in in other ways. They're not called massacres anymore, you know. Mm. Um, you know, through deaths in custody, through um, you know the high levels of suicide, but that's all you know being set up through this entire structure that's way bigger than um, you know just the the direct. Um, shooting poisoning you know whatever they did to our people in the early days it's it's a it's a whole genocidal sort of society and cultural sort of situation that's going on yeah um as you say there was really um diverse and deep responses to uh you know Mile Creek as a site and and the the history of Mile Creek some fantastic artists um, involved within the exhibition um, so we have Judy Watson, Fiona, Fiona Foley, Robert Andrew, Laurie Nielsen, Carol McGregor, Warraba Weatherall, Julie Goff, Colin Isaacs, Julia Isaacs, Radical Sun and Coralia Knox and as you say um, the artist responses were very uh, specific to Mile Creek and at the same time looked at a whole range of um, other issues that they're you know looking more broadly in their their practice you know Robert Andrew around uh, language and um, you know Judy Watson's quite continued practice around naming of places and and um, the research that she's been doing. Um, what drew you to these particular artists to respond to this exhibition? Wow, good question. Um, I mean, of course, you know, one of the one one work for me, you know, that made me know I needed to have Fiona was that work, that work dispersed that she very well known, massive big word dispersed with bullets and the and the bullets that we used, you know, the I think they're 22s. Mm. The bullets that we were used were the ones that the native police used, you know, as they traveled through Queensland and dispersed the Aborigines. Um, and, you know, and, and that was one thing that sort of came out of the whole Mile Creek thing was the changing of the language in the historical, you know, they weren't open, we, we went and shot the blacks and we went on the shooting party, and we, you know, or, or, um, you know, in the historical documents where it was written about the way it was documented in station books, um, they use words like dispersed and dispatched and, you mm. know, um, totally changed the way that language was used for Aboriginal people. So, you know, the, that, that was, you know, the one for me with, with Fiona, of course, and, and knowing the other work, I mean, she, she, and she's always got this kind of, 
and they um often you know hidden the, the work looks different and then there's a deep deeper meaning there yes and you know and judy's work on names of places the way she uses mm. the boomerang in relation to the way actual people were killed with their own tools and weapons um and you know and and of course what i thought was really valuable with judy's work um you know was how she introduced this idea of the witness tree mm. and and her way she worked with country and, and Judy's always been very much about working with place so I was thinking you know you've got Judy who's going to respond she's going to physically want to go there and as we know she did she went there she's got objects from the site in the exhibition as well as you know she's got soil and a whole range of different stuff she works with mapping she's mm. she's a great researcher and a real kind of really engaged and she brought so much much depth to the project even in the videos and the recordings you know she did at Bar Creek in 2017 when we went to the memorial. Um, but all you know, nothing was wasted with, with Judy stuff. For everything she found a way to use it. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, of course, Robert Andrew, I like the, the way he uncovers or you know, uncovers the whitewashing of history. Um, and you know, and his work's just a really, really cool and amazing. And 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 I was something that I thought this will blow people's minds, yeah. you know, the, the work he does, but you know, he works so it's poetic, it's beautiful, the way it uncovers um the truth. And you know, and I think this is, you know, really what we were trying to achieve with the exhibition was about, you know, uncovering the truth about what's happening now in our history. Um, you know, and they say white Australia has a black history, you know, um, it's more than that white Australia, you know, yeah. Um, so, and then of course, you know, Warabar, he was, um, he's always doing really interesting work around the time he'd been make, had been making a series of work that were these um, Gumilori carp trees or references to the Gumilori carp trees and had put them in cages and they were institutionalized. So it was working very much around, you know, this idea of institutionalization, violence, surveillance, um, and, you know, bringing a, a different way of looking things. But again, he's very much around violence in the archive. And, and, you know, this is what we as Aboriginal people and artists have had to do, you know, ever since, you know, you know, we, we spend so much time researching and looking in the archive and finding things about, oh, well, well, that actually means that, you know, and that sort of also links back to a lot of Judy's, you know, names of places stuff as well. Uncle Laurie, you know, he was one of the, a senior artist, bless him. Um, for those that are listening, you know, we lost Laurie about a year ago. So um, it was really important and I'm really pleased we went on the journey with him and, and got him involved in the exhibition. Um, and, you know, as I mentioned earlier, um, he was talking about these, these logging and these, you know, the, the, the destruction of, of his country and the way his people were, you know, um, you know, and, and the, the connection between deforestation and the removal of Aboriginal people, but also deforestation in relation to um, its impacts, you know, every tree is, is one of our ancestors. So, you know, every time you cut down a tree, you're cutting down one of our ancestors. And, you know, it links back to Judy's thing around the witnessing trees. That's all what went on as well. And, you know, using this chopping block, that was really a big chunk of a tree, which you can tell referencing stories that he had, you know, he'd always wanted to use this big bloody meat cleaver, which he had, you know, we went to pick him up <laughs> and he arrives with this massive meat cleaver. So that was the joker in him as well. But he was probably, his work was probably the most confronting in, mm. you know, in the show as far as if there's violence in there, but, um, you know, there's a deeper level and meaning, you know, in relation to that, 
that being a tree and the connection of the tree and the axe and a whole range of stuff. Um, and of course, Julie Goff, she's, um, she sort of came in right towards the end, actually, it was when we sort of started talking about um, preparing, you know, putting the symposium together and, and she was coming to, to, to speak and I went, oh, it'd be so great to get some of her work. And, you know, again, she was really about bringing that beyond conversation because, mm. you know, she talks very much about what's happening in Tasmania and Palawa country and, 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 you know, tells her own story. And, you know, and we do know how badly um, impacted the, the Palawa people were through massacres in their country. Mm. Um, and then, of course, Colin Isaac, he was known as the Mile Creek artist and did all the memorial artwork as you go out, all the didactic plaques. Um, and then we, you know, and Joella's little, uh, not Joella, yeah, Joella. That's, Joella. Yeah, yeah. Her little dilly bag, when we went and did some studio visits during the, the first sort of stage of the residency, she'd created this little, you know, dilly bag out of grass from Mile Creek. So that was sort of the first thing really that was put in the show because we're like, yeah, this would be great. You know, Judy was nudging me going, come on. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, and then I saw it and I went, oh, that's right. I remember I bought that. <laughs> you know, and it so, needs to be in the show, yeah. yeah. And then, of course, the the great, you know, piece that um, Radical Sun and Koala Knox, you know, brings, you know, they, they work with the school kids to create a song and, you know, to have them perform that at the opening was phenomenal. And, and you know, you get this amazing drone footage. Um, you know, of the site. In fact, when I when I was doing a floor talk the other week, you know, people going, what was the site look like? I go, well, if you watch this video, you'll see a big rock and you'll see this and it's said, you know, and it's around here. And yeah. so it's actually a really good way of, of mapping and, and showing people also what the site looks like. Yeah. So one of the important aspects of the broader project was to invite the artists to engage in a number of short residencies actually at Mile Creek so that they could have some experience of the memorial site as well as meet members of um, the, the national committee, local community um, and local artists. Um, how important do you think that aspect was and how do you think it played into the or how did it impact the development of the of the work that was made? I think those residencies are vital. Um, you know, I think that, you know, as an artist myself, um, you can't talk about place without physically being there and feeling the energy, um, feeling spending time with place, you know, you can't just visit once. Um, so, you know, and and experience a different time of the day, you know, I know um, having, you know, with, with some of the other projects I've worked on, you know, it might be totally different during one hour and then next minute, just on dark or something, it gets crazy. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's important, but also all that community engagement and those conversations, because it's the conversations that um, you, you often find out more information or you find out how important it is, or you find, um, you know, but also, hey, these people can help us realise the idea as well, because, you know, when you're, Working in Brisbane and, you know, the the um, actual sites, what, five, six hours away from Brisbane um, and you want, you know, particular, you know, to make the work authentic, you want, you know, for instance, Fiona wanted ash from the site, um, you know, to be able to create those relationships and to be able to talk through ideas with community so they knew what you wanted and, and knew the aesthetic 
knew the idea and didn't think you were nuts when you go, I want a ton of ash or I want, you know, I want need three tray loads of ash. I did somebody to help me wrap trees, you know, at five in the morning. <laughs> um, you know, I, is it okay? And, and things like, you know, Judy wanting to take things from the site, but wanting to ask permission. Mm. Um, and then of course that will eventually be returned back to the site. Think like the old bits of wire and, you know, um, the fence posts, all yeah. those kinds of things that were needed. Um, and that's, you know, about building relationships and, and, and the community, you know, also play an important involvement. The one thing I did forget to mention, which is really super important, is the possum skin cloak. Yes, I was going to ask you about that because, of course, it's not only an incredibly important artwork, but it was also part of um, something that we both thought was critical, which was involving the community in, yeah, so in that's... the exhibition. A community engagement strategy, yeah. um, you, you know, because again, because we didn't actually have, you know, apart from um, Colin, we, we didn't really ha have that many local artists, you know, I did put a call out, I did look, uh, and even at the um, original um, commemoration. visit, you know, yeah, commemoration visit, you know, I was talking to people and trying to do, you know, there was a few people, we had a few leads, that never pulled through as far as other artists to be involved in the show. Um, so what we kind of did with that one was, um, you know, I knew Carol McGregor was working on possible skin cloaks. She'd worked with one on my community and I thought, here's an opportunity. And we'd had conversations. It came out of a conversation with um, Adele. Um, I think Chapman we were in Bingra. Yeah. Yeah, Adele Burgess. And, and, and we were in Bingra and I went, how? you know, would you like to do a possum skin cloak? I think we could make this happen. And then, you know, and that's how that project came about. But what was important about that project was it, it, you know, it really gave the opportunity for the Indigenous community and the non-Indigenous community to work on something that was about healing. Mm. And, you know, and that cloak is something that ha um, was on display in the hall at the final, you know, the, the 2018 commemoration ceremony. And it's sort of the first sort of piece, I guess, that the um, um, Friends of Mile Creek, you know, will, will actually own a part of their collection, I guess, for when they finally get their proper centre all happening, which I've heard got had amazing progress. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so and so that was kind of, you know, that was I think that was really important because that might it mightn't have happened if we, you know, if I hadn't been down there kind of thinking about this as a community. I've had all these conversations. How do we engage with them? How do we bring them in? Because if you don't get community on side to it, it actually doesn't help. Um, there needs to be some ownership in that space as well. Absolutely. So the exhibition is now on a two-year tour, which we all thought was critically important because we wanted more people to know not only about, obviously, this history, because as you say, it is about truth-telling, it is about acknowledging this shared history, and that's an incredibly important aspect of trying to work towards some kind of genuine reconciliation, um, but also about highlighting the important work that the Friends of Mile Creek Memorial are doing in their commemoration and wanting to make sure that as many people as possible uh, know about their work and perhaps can get there to the to the June ceremony. Um, uh, it's currently so the exhibition is currently at the um, uh, ANU um, Art and Design Gallery in in Canberra. Um, it has recently been at um, 
uh, USC up in uh, Queensland and it's going to a range of, of other places. What's your, I guess, what's your hope for people engaging with this exhibition? What would you like them to take away from the experience? So one of the things I, I um, mentioned often when I'm actually at those openings um, is, you know, the intention that I really um, wanted, you know, when I sort of said, let's tour the show um, <laughs> in my madness. Um, <laughs> was madness, yeah. Was, you know, the opportunities for public um, programming around the show as well. And um, actually not only, you know, drawing attention to, you know, this as an important um, story to be told, um, but also about the ones that happen in people's backyard, um, you know, and, and I think, you know, I mentioned it earlier about all the different massacres that had happened in different places and different spaces. Um, so it was always, you know, I, it's always a great opportunity for community and Indigenous community to be able to come in and go, oh, well, did you know this happened here? Or, you know, it opens up, opens up a conversation and I know I knew um, Brenda Croft who works there was going to bring her students through the exhibition she you know she was going oh and and she said oh we've been talking about this artist and this artist and this artist so we've actually got you know their work in the building so that she can then you know walk around and and actually talk about the work and the importance of the work and 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 you know, put it in relationships. So you know, the, the good thing about it, having been in two university, um, teach, you know, university um, galleries at this stage, has been a case of well, it's opening it up for educational opportunities, but also they're very high-profile public spaces that people come in. So there's that sort of two things: there's the, the education, you know, of community, but there's also that opening that conversation, that dialogue, um, and you know, and, and in some communities, some of these artists are so well known, you know, it's like a rock star coming to town as well. So, Absolutely. you know, yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, let's see this work, artist work in the flesh finally, you know. Yeah. I think, as you said, the, the conversation is so critical. It, it was important to have it in, in 2018. It's important to continue it now. Unfortunately, we've run to the end of our time for our conversation um, today. But thank you so much for joining me, Bianca, um, for talking about the, the process and the exhibition again, for being the curator of this quite, uh, I think, quite important and um, marvellous exhibition. Um, and uh, I'll hopefully see you at one of the upcoming openings on Mile Creek and Beyond's national tour. Yes, hopefully. It was good to see it at the Sunshine Coast. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so that's all the time we have for What the Art this week. I strongly encourage anyone who is in the area or has the um, ability to travel to visit the annual Mile Creek Memorial Commemoration on June 13th. Um, it is quite an amazing um, and moving opportunity. So please get to that. Uh, my name is Georgia Parsons. I'm the director of New England Regional Art Museum. Come see us at NIRAM or you can jump on our website, www.niram.com.au. I'll see you next week for more art and culture. Ciao.